Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Brumbaugh, heat check three. It looks good. It is good. Nine points for Brady Brumbaugh. He's getting hot. To the pros. Huskers come after him, block the ball. It's picked up by Hartsog. Malcolm racing to the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. All one to count on him. And he'll drive this to deep left field. Is that his first homer of the year? Yes, sir. First row of the second deck in left. Touch him all time. Brendan Rodgers. Rockies jump out to an early lead. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with the slider. Good inning for Chase Anderson. The two-out double does not hurt. 2-1 pitch is sent to shallow right center. Tatis gets there, and that's the game. The Padres keep their winning streak going. Rockies play three excellent games here, but come up short again. There's another one. Way back to left field and gone. Nelson Velasquez in just 21 home games here at the K. His 11th home run in Royal Blue. Olivares goes back and makes a running, leaping play. Look at Zach giving a little tip of the hat, a little smirk. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC. AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, also online, nwksradio.net. And any way you listen to the show mobily through your mobile device, thank you so much for making us part of your September the 21st, 64 degrees outside, another warm upper 80s day today of 87 degrees, although I'm not going to lie, 87 degrees is a peach compared to what we were getting a few weeks ago with temperatures in the mid to upper 90s, so... I really have no complaints, and the evenings have been absolutely beautiful, minus a few flies, which, you know, it's part of the deal when you're outside. That's nature for you. Uh, glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. As always, continue to hit us up on our text line throughout the show, the number 785-899-2222, the number to be a part of the Morning Blitz here on this Thursday morning. Today's show, we will be talking Colby Girls Golf. Head coach Rick Williams is going to join the program. we with him about uh, the Lady Eagles Great start to the season. I know they didn't win their first tournament, but I believe they've won every single one they've competed in since. So we're visiting with Rick Williams coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Colby High School girls golf coach. We'll also be full of Power Fives today. We have our NFL Power Five coming up later on in our third segment. And we'll get to the college football Power Five here in just a matter of minutes. Getting you the top five games I've got my eye on this week. In college football because and let me tell you it is a dandy of a week remember how last week I said eh, not gonna be that great of a week of college football slate this one is where you probably don't have enough TVs in your house to catch all the great action that's going to be happening uh, it's going to be that kind of weekend in college football so many great games I was counting I think there are six ranked on ranked matchups this weekend six uh, that's a lot in a single weekend. So this is a dandy of a college football weekend, 
and I'll get you my top five games. That doesn't even count, you know, and some of the games we won't even talk about are, are you know, even the local ones we'll talk about tomorrow. Like I've said yesterday, you know, the KU, BYU, Kansas State, and UCF games are going to be good. I really think they are. And so those are some, there's some really, really good games in college football here this upcoming Saturday. So we'll get to the Cultural Power Five in just a matter of moments. Before we get to that, I want to highlight Colby Community College Volleyball. Uh, they dropped their second straight contest last night. Kind of a, a surprise. Garden City bottom second to last in the KJCCC standings going into last night. And Colby was actually in third place uh, in the in the West Division standings. But uh, Garden City is the one that goes on the road and wins in four sets. Colby Garden City women the first two, 25-16, 25-23. And then set three, Colby would win 25-17. And then set four went to Garden City 25-20. So that's probably not how Coach Kerry Jones and the leaders of that team drew that one up because they were at home. They were playing a team that was probably inferior to them, at least in the standings. And... They got beat, and who knows? Maybe they were overlooking them, looking ahead to Saturday when they have to go face off against the top team in the Jayhawk West standings in Barton uh, on the road. Maybe that's what they were looking at, but that was a tough pill to swallow last night, losing to a team that's lower than you uh, in the division. Not saying that anybody can't win any night, but uh, you don't see Colby usually drop those type of games to the teams below them. So that was kind of a shocker last night. That, uh, That now makes it, what, three losses in the last four matches? For CCC, they're now 11-7 and seven overall, 3-2 and two, uh, in KJCCC play. Uh, and like I mentioned, they've got a big one Saturday at Barton. Uh, there's some high school volleyball tonight. There's a GWAC quad going on over in Colby. That is going to be fascinating. I feel like in the GWAC, there is not a dominant team. There are some good teams, but there is not a dominant team. The last few years, it has been the Goodland Cowgirls League to lose because they've been the most talent, they were the most talented team. Up and down. And they took advantage in winning of that, what, pretty much the last three to four, three years for sure. Tonight, you've got Colby hosting Goodland, Hugoton, and Ulysses. Hugoton graduated a great senior class. Uh, Goodland graduated a great senior class. Colby's got some up-and-comers, but they're not really big. They're smaller kids uh, size-wise. Still good. It's still good. Still great athletes, I should say, but... Uh, this it ought to be interesting to see who shape, who comes out on top at this uh, at this GWAC quad here today. I really do. I'll be fascinated to see how it all comes out because we've really Goodland has played Scott City and they beat Scott City, but they lost to Ulysses. Ulysses, I think, has lost to Colby in straight sets earlier this year. Goodland and Colby haven't played. I don't think Goodland and Hugoton have played. I don't know if Colby and Hugoton have played. I think they might have. I think Colby beat them. So it's. Like I said, it's wide open, and it just depends on who's playing well that night so far, it feels like, in the GWAC right now. Because I do not believe there is a team in the GWAC this year that is just that much better than anybody else. It is a wide-open league, which also means it's going to be a pretty wide-open substate, meaning anybody and everybody, whoever just has the best day, whenever they go to the substate this year, might have a chance to get the win and advance into state. So a fascinating GWAC quad tonight over in Colby. Look forward to seeing how that's also pink out over there. So wear your pink if you're going. Uh, also tonight in high school volleyball, St. Francis is going to uh, Dundee County, Nebraska uh, for some action tonight. 
Uh, also today, Scott City Golf Invitational. I mentioned we'll visit with Rick Williams, head golf coach for the Colby Girls. Uh, them, Goodland, Oakley, all going to Scott City for their Invitational today. Should be a beautiful day for that. And then pretty much any area cross-country runner will be competing at Norton today. The Norton cross-country meet is going on. So uh, good luck to all the runners from Colby, Goodland, Oakley, Hoxie, Quinter, Decatur Community, Golden Plains. That'll be a great race. Ought to see a lot of great runners there. Uh, from those different schools. It'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out in North. Plus, Norton's got a great cross-country team, uh, especially girls' side. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. So there's your local sports calendar for today. Um, a couple of volleyball matches, some golf, and cross-country. Okay, uh, let's get to the college football Power 5. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk that today and the NFL Power 5 coming up in just a little bit. So uh, let's get to our College World Power 5. Once again, the top five games I got my eye on this week in week number four of this 2023 college football season. As I mentioned off the top, this is a dandy, a dandy of a week in college football. Let's get to it. The Power 5, number 5. Number five, we go to UCLA and Utah. This is happening at Rice-Eccles Stadium there in Salt Lake. UCLA, maybe a surprise this year. They lost Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback from last season. Due to graduation, he had been starter for four years. They bring in a new freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, and Chip Kelly just keeps that on rolling. It's been an amazing rebuild job. For UCLA and Chip Kelly. I mean, UCLA was in a bad spot with Carl Durrell. Huh. Carl Durrell left UCLA in a bad spot and left Colorado in a bad spot. Hmm. Nonetheless, in comes Chip Kelly. What is it now? Probably six, seven years ago. And has slowly built the Bruins into now a, con- a consistent top 25 football team. They were not ranked. They have not played a very difficult schedule to this point. Coastal Carolina, South or San Diego State. Uh, North Carolina Central, they haven't played a very difficult schedule this point in time. They will certainly face a team that has been tested in Utah, who's taken down Florida, taken down Baylor, and they had Weber State or Weber State last week. This game ought to be entertaining. I really do think it'll be a closer game. Utah's favored by four and a half at this point in time. I got the Utes winning. They're the defending champs. They're the more seasoned team. There's news that their quarterback, Cam Rising, who has not started yet this year because of the knee injury he suffered in last year's Rose Bowl. Sounds like he'll be ready to go this weekend. Give me the Utes to win. They'll cover the four and a half. Still going to be a really good game between UCLA and Utah. I'm just going to take the more physical, daunting team in the Utes uh, here in that first game. All right, on to the Power Five. Number four. Number four is in the ACC. Florida State at Clemson. That is, this game probably had a lot more buzz to it when the season kicked off because Clemson was a top 10 team and lost to Duke in the season opener on that really unique game back on Labor Day weekend. Florida State has been a little bit of a a surprise. I don't think many people had them losing to or beating LSU maybe in the first game. But they not only beat LSU, they dominated them 45-24. to So you've got two teams that have kind of had different expectations. People expected Clemson to be better than they are. People thought Florida State would be good, but maybe not this good. But Florida State coming off a two-point win over Boston College, which was a bit of a stunner. 
And then you've got Clemson, who's corrected the ship against two very mediocre foes after losing to Duke in the season opener. This one is at in Death Valley for Clemson uh, Memorial Stadium there. Two and a half point favorites is Florida State on the road. This is such a tough game. I mean, it pretty much... I mean, people think that Florida State's going to win because they're if they're a favorite on the road, they, they think they'd probably be a touchdown favorite at home. Something about me just says Clemson is going to get this win. I, I don't know why. There's just something in my gut telling me that it's it's Clemson that's going to get the win here. I think it's because they blew the game against Duke. Now, Duke has turned out to be good. I'm not going to take anything away from Duke. But they blew that game against Duke, and this is their chance to jump back into the top 25 if they can knock off a top five team in Florida State. It will not be easy. Florida State is very talented. But something just tells me that they're going to be able to pull this thing off. I don't know why, but that's just my thought. So I'm going to take Clemson in the upset. It'll be close. Maybe it's a field goal at the, at the gun. It's going to be a dandy of a game. The home crowd helps push the Tigers over the top. They beat the Seminoles there in Power 5 game number four. Number three. On to number three. Oregon State, Washington State. How about this? This is the, the two last remaining teams in the Pac-12 are playing each other in, I believe, what is their first Pac-12 game for each team? Yes, it is. Kind of weird. You know, it's the leftover Pac-12 bowl. Nobody else in the Pac-12 has really left. They've all gone to the Big 12 or the Big 10. Or the ACC in the case of Cal and Stanford and that weird group. Oregon State and Washington State are left there being the Pac-12. They're the representatives of the Pac-12 that's left over. And guess what? These two teams are really good. Oregon State's top 15. Washington State's a top 25 team at 21. They both have very good quarterbacks in DJ Uyunglele, the transfer from Clemson now at Oregon State, and Cameron Ward, who was at Incarnate Word two years ago and has lit it up in his two year two prairies. One and one and what? 14 games at Washington State. Great quarterback matchup. Two very good teams in college football right now. But I find this game fascinating because not only will it be a good game right now, Oregon State favored by three on the road. Kind of like that. I like Oregon State's style of play. They're a good defensive team, a physical offensive team. I think they're going to be able to get it done on the road. So I like that. I got Oregon State covering the three. But that's a really good game. And I think the storyline of these two teams getting left out of conference realignment makes this game even more intriguing. All right, continuing on the Power Five. Number two. Number two is going to be another dandy. And it's one of those deals where, you know, you either hate them or you love them. That's the Colorado Buffaloes. And the Buffaloes are getting a ton of love right now from a lot of people. Uh, they're taking on the Oregon Ducks. I personally think it's funny to look at this. The Buffaloes have gotten so much love. They are three touchdown dogs on the road in Oregon. I do think Colorado covers the 21 points, but I still think it's a two-score victory for Oregon. Really do. Oregon is going to have the athletes to match up with Colorado defensively, which Colorado's only faced one decent defense all season. And then they're going to face a, I don't want to say one decent defense. They've played, they've, played, they've played two decent defenses. But the big thing is, this is probably going to be the best offensive team, top to bottom, that Colorado's defense has faced. And that's going to be the difference. Bo Nix is going to be able to put up yards and points. Look at it. Oregon has scored. They're scoring. How many points per game is it? It's nuts. Look at this. 81, 38, 55. They put up tons of points. 
Colorado can put up points too. I think that's why they hang in here a little bit, but I still think it's Oregon uh, with about a two-touchdown victory. But Colorado's going to cover the 21. I feel pretty confident in that, but they're going to suffer their first victory of the Deion Sanders era. That is number two in the Cultural Power Five. And on to number one. Number one, the big game. The big, big game. Night kickoff time in South Bend, Indiana on NBC. Ohio State visits the Fighting Irish. This is going to be a dandy. Last year, it was kind of a snoozer. Notre Dame kind of, or was it the Buckeyes kind of took it to Notre Dame? I think that's how that game was. Maybe it's, maybe it's wrong in my mind. I have to go back and look. But it wasn't as exciting of a game as people thought it was going to be. This year, I think it's really good game. Although, I, it's two. You've got a Kyle McCord and, and an Ohio State offense that's still trying to kind of find their way. And you've got Notre Dame that's got Sam Hartman playing at home with this, with this physical offensive line and rushing attack that's just going to pound it at Ohio State. Remember, Ohio State was struggling with West Kentucky for a half, almost a half, and then they woke up. They struggled with Indiana a little bit and woke up. They only beat Youngstown State 35-7. to Meanwhile, Notre Dame has won convincingly in all three of their games, including a 41-17 win over Central Michigan last time out. Ohio State is a three-point favorite. Give me the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the win. I think they knock off Ohio State. I do not see enough out of Ohio State's offense, particularly that says that they're going to be able to score against this Notre Dame defense, which has been pretty good. Even though Ohio State might have the ups, might be the favorite, I am taking Notre Dame in the upset victory at home at Notre Dame Stadium. So there you go. That is the uh, college football power five for you here on this Thursday. Once again, uh, going from five to four, number five, UCLA at Utah. I've got the Utes covering at home. Uh, I've got Florida State at Clemson at number four. Give me Clemson in the upset. Number three, Oregon State at Washington State. Give me Oregon State to go on the road and get a win. Number two, Oregon hosting Colorado. Oregon gets the win by two scores, but Colorado covers the three-touchdown spread. And Ohio State is at Notre Dame. Give me the Fighting Irish with a home victory. Also be interesting to see how they keep the red out of the stadium at Notre Dame. When Nebraska went there in 2000, there was a ton of red. When Georgia went there a few years ago, there was a ton of red. Can they keep the Ohio State faithful out? It's a great, it's a beautiful camp. I was there. I was at that game back in 2001. It was gorgeous. Notre Dame, South Bend is a beautiful place to go visit. Uh, It's a wonderful campus, a wonderful stadium. People want to go there. They'll spend big money to go do it. And uh, I expect a good contingency of red in the crowd. But I wonder if Notre Dame will still hold all the green. That they can in that place. All right, there you go. Our college football power five for this upcoming weekend, which once again a great slate. There are other great games, including Ole Miss. That's fifteen on thirteen. That'll be interesting. Alabama hasn't looked good. Ole Miss can score points. Can Alabama score points? That's the big thing. Iowa at Penn State, another ranked on ranked matchup. I expect Penn State to win comfortably in that game. I know it's a ranked on ranked matchup, but I expect I, I expect Penn State to beat Iowa pretty handily. Like I mentioned. A couple of really good games between K-State and UCF and KU and BYU. Some really good games this weekend in the college football rankings. All right, it's 728 Mountain, 828 Central Time. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking some girls golf with Colby High School head girls golf coach Rick Williams. That's next here on the Morning Blitz.